Welcome to Conversations Across the Lake with Megan Melissa, a podcast that dives deep below the surface of the self-help world. We are two friends here to create a community of unconditional self-acceptance and love. Join our fun, intuitive conversations as we get curious about our connections with others, and most importantly, the one we have with ourselves. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. Hi, Melissa. What's up, Meg? How are you? You know, I'm good. (laughs) Adjusting back to this weather, the winter life is real here. The winter (laughs) life is real. Yes, because you just returned. I know. I was in Mexico again, which was very nice. But, um, and it's honestly, it's nice to be back home and be back to my routine. But it's just like, sometimes I'm just so baffled at how winter is so different in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how do you feel being back? It was good. I feel good. I really, yeah, I felt like it was a really good chance to, um, you know, I worked while I was there. So it wasn't like a pure vacation, which was really good because my goal is to eventually live part-time in Mexico. So I'm trying to get a little more practice on how can I balance both. So it was really Mm -hmm. good. And I, but at the same time, like just being like, we've talked about so much on this podcast, but just having the sun every day is just so healing. And it was really motivating. Um, you know, and I really like, I just felt like I was super active and eating better. And so it really was a good kind of like take a couple weeks, get into this good pattern. And I feel like it makes me want to hold on to it more here too. So I think it was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so great. Oh, so good to see you back. You have a lovely glow. I'm very Thank jealous. You. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you just gotta jealous. come you gotta come back with me next time and then Yes, exactly. I know I definitely I actually had plans to um to be gone most of January as well, but uh let's just say a lot of life things happened in these last few weeks. Yeah, it's just I I've really been grounding in here. And like you said, the winter is alive and well in the Midwest. It's been very cold. It's been very snowy. And I have just embraced it. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad things worked out that way for me because I was supposed to be here during this time. And I've really just embraced kind of the, you know, the winter practices. We're going to do a sort of grounding wintering meditation later. But um, yeah, we're more we're more attuned to it. Yeah, we're more aligned with the universe and with exactly. ourselves. And, you know, winter here is like we talked about is very different than winter in Mexico. But I think the more there, there's also still cycles there. It's just, you know, we don't, they don't have snow. So, um, you know, and it's just like honoring those cycles. And I think it's instead of, you know, for winter, instead of, you know, it's so nice to cozy up by a fire and be inside, but also get outside a little bit because it, it really is. We got back and I think the best thing we did was we went on a long walk in the morning in the snow and it was actually snowing. So it was really, really nice. And, you know, it was a good, it also kind of lets your body acclimate back to what's going on. And I think it's also in like the summer, if you're sitting in the air conditioning all day, like you're never, you're never going to really feel like what's out there and you're not going to be as connected with the world around you. So. Exactly. Exactly. So it is winter and we're going to just talk a lot about uh, grounding in, but also meditation. This is something that we keep coming back to over and over. I know it's a practice we both have done for a long time, but I think there's also, it's becoming more and more mainstream for sure, which I love. I'm seeing it in schools. It's so great. Um, Companies are incorporating it in their culture in there. It's just, it's so great to see. But what is it, right? I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is. And I think 
and I used to as well, but we complicate it, right? We complicate yeah. everything. <laughs> we make so it seem like just, this unobtainable task, right? That yeah. it's so hard to do and you, yeah. you don't have time or maybe you know, or maybe you think you want to meditate or you hear about it and um, you, don't really you just know. don't know where to, huh. where to start. So what is your, like, how would you describe if I say, what is meditation to you? What does meditation mean to you? Well, after, I mean, it's taken me a few years, obviously, to kind of figure this out because I haven't meditated my whole life. It's it's a more recent practice for me, at least in the last five years or so. Um, and at first, I think what most people think of meditation is sitting down with your fingers, touching, you know, cross-legged, all the, all your chakras aligning and like taking you out of this planet. Um, and so of course that sounds super intimidating. And I think that's definitely what I thought too, of like, if there was just going to be like this sense of like total enlightenment or, you know, it just sounded kind of impossible. But the more I've learned is meditation really can be anything, you know, it's like, it's more of shutting your, trying to disconnect your brain so much, um, from, from what's going on and like feeling your body, feeling your breath. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that have a really hard time sitting for meditation. Sometimes I even feel that. So they go for a walk and do a moving meditation Mm -hmm. or they cook a meal or so it really is. I really believe anything that you, that will help your mind calm down and for you to be more mindful of your body and your breath. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What about, all if, how am I, how am I teacher, Melissa? Am I, no, am I on? no, it's absolutely. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it is personal. It's different for everyone. That's why I genuinely, like I asked that and I wanted to genuinely hear your answer because it's so different for everybody. I asked my students that it's, and it changes as well. So for me, uh, when I think of meditation or I explain, what is it? It's intentionality. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, meditation is just taking one conscious breath, one inhale, one exhale. And I was like, wow, this whole time I've made it into something that, you know, a lot more complex. And of course it can be complex. There are very advanced techniques as well, but it doesn't, it's just, it's being present. You know, like you said, that can be a moving meditation. It can just be a simple, like I said, an inhale and an exhale. It could be a sitting. It could be a lying down meditation. It could be, I mean, there's so, so many meditations. Um, I know you and I talk about the apps that we love and I love the apps because Mm -hmm. you can experience a wide variety, ones that you didn't even know existed. I love Insight Timer. That's a Mm -hmm. great free one, Um, Mm -hmm. but they have literally thousands. And I know- Yeah, I I, I used to use Calm a lot. I don't use it quite as much anymore, but for I think a good year or two, I mean, I relied on my Calm app to- to like get through my meditation. Cause I didn't, my mind would just wander too much. And I think after I practice more, I can sit down and do meditation without, without having something, but I really needed that. I needed something, you know, to kind yeah. of guide me or, and it's some, there's a really great meditation on there where I really liked where it was just like a sound and a bell that would ding from time to time. So it just kind of keeps you there. Um, but sometimes those guided ones are really, really nice too, which I know we're going to, I can't wait to experience yours a little bit, ah. a little bit. I feel very lucky yes. Like on this episode. It's going to be very luxurious for me just to sit and listen to, <laughs> to you guiding the meditation. I know. I am excited though. I am very excited. So I know that you, we talked a little bit about kind of the science stuff. 
behind, you know, meditation. And, you know, first of all, let me just preface, I am not, we are not, you know, experts necessarily. We've done a lot of our own sort of research and learning and we continue to learn all the time. We're just kind of sharing that. But I want to say, as I preface, kind of referencing a little bit of the science, I don't claim to be some doctor or some meditation expert (laughs) or even a yoga expert or anything like that. Like I am just as much a student. And so, you know, I have to, I yeah, just like all, preface, you know, yeah, of course. So, but yes, meditation. Absolutely. There's a lot of science now that's showing that it does uh, increase gray matter in the brain. Mm-hmm. And if we have more gray matter, then this leads to, you know, better memory. Um, it actually helps us to be more mindful. So if you think about this cycle, right, the more we meditate, the more mindful we become, the easier it becomes to meditate. And then, you start living on purpose, right? That's yeah. really the whole point of this. Why even meditate? So you can live on purpose and live a life that for the most part is happy and healthy. You know, it's interesting when I teach yoga, especially to these beginners, these students, you know, I tell them, you know, they're all prepared for these downward dogs and all these things, all these flows, every class. And I'm like, do you understand that yoga was started really? So people could gain the strength and flexibility to sit for long periods of time in meditation. Because if you try to just sit without any, honestly, proper training or, you know, learning how to sit, right? That's a lot what I do when I work with people on is learning how to actually sit correctly and learning how you can build that strength because it's very hard to sit upright. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a lot. Um, I know in my first meditation class in India, it it was excruciating. I looked forward to meditation class the least. It was so hard to sit up for an hour. We had to do it for an hour. And I mean, I had meditated before that, but nothing to that extent. And it was, like I said, excruciating was the word. So on that note, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be, you have to sit upright. You have to do this. It can just be taking one mindful breath, right? Mm -hmm. But there are ways that you can really start to build this muscle, right? And yeah. I know you were also doing um, a little bit of research on that. You have a really great yeah, article. That we're yeah, I found a great, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about just some, it was a little bit to lead back to some of a study that was done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just too, there's so much science and I mean, you even touched on it that, you know, they are bringing meditation into schools now and it's becoming part of a, you know, a practice for everyone. I know um, even I helped Robert, my husband at his last at his last corporate job, they even, he got to be responsible for putting in a meditation room in the office and a mindfulness room. So I think the more and more, you know, we put this out there and, and obviously there's proof out there because big companies are using it. They're, they're encouraging their employees to do it. And, you know, there's the good thing is our world is seeing a much better balance of at least understanding like a, a really good, like live work balance. So whether it's just for, you know, hopefully it's not a fad and it sticks around and we, this becomes like part of teaching in everyday life and mm-hmm. everybody gets enjoying it. And I think to say what, to your point earlier too, about doing it and learning, and it takes practice to be able to sit for an hour. Um, I just, it is like, it's kind of like exercising. It's a practice that builds upon itself. So, absolutely, you know, start small, take a breath, take a couple breaths. Um, Melissa, I thought, I know we didn't chat about this earlier, but even, um, the simple technique of like a box breathing, 
Mm-hmm. which I'm sure you teach in your yoga class sometime. Yeah, I actually think I do have a, um, a video. Maybe I'll post that in the notes. Like it's just a yeah. kind of easy just we'll, we'll put a, We'll find a link for a box breathing because that's a really simple one I go to if I'm just feeling overwhelmed. Um, maybe I'm in the car and it's like I can't like really close my eyes, but, you know, just to focus on my breath or something like that. So mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, it doesn't have to um, be anything complex. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll link this article, which I thought was really interesting. It's a Harvard Gazette article. And basically just the proof of it's a it's a study, an eight week meditation training program that they did. And they really focused on the MRI scans of the amygdala to see like what the differences were. And basically they had three different groups. They had a control group that didn't do anything. And then they had a group that paid that focused on mindful attention meditation and then one that did more compassion meditation, um, which sounds like a little bit more like gratitude focused, um, and did all these scans of the brain before and then after, um, while they were meditating and while they weren't. And basically the two groups that were practicing meditation for this, this eight week study, they literally could see on the scans difference in the amygdala and how it was responding to stress, even when they weren't meditating. So it wasn't even just during the meditation, but the benefits were coming after that too. So, and that's something I think that's really important because it's, it's not so much about, it is important to be connected in the moment, but that practice is going to help sustain you for the rest of the day or for whatever your activity is Mm -hmm. going on. And that's what we talk about so much on here about why having a morning routine or a daily practice is so important because it's those practices that build on each other and then give you more sustainability mm-hmm. um, to handle the stressful stuff. You even were saying it earlier on our little pre-chat that, you know, you've had a, a like a stressful day and it's been really crazy, oh. but you know, but you're yeah. here and you look great. You like look uh, very calm well, and I did get a haircut co- collected. So um, <laughs> but even recognizing in like a year ago in yourself, if you, but when you weren't as, as much on your practices, like you would have been in a different state of mind. Mm-hmm. I always know the cycles of life when I'm not as connected to my practice. I would love to say, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that I have been on my practice every single day for 20 years straight. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it's like, to be honest, it's, it ebbs and flows. Like I'm, I'm human and it's, I can, I can definitely tell the times when I'm not connected to my practice. And luckily right now I am. I mean, that's part of like the kind of grounding that I've been in and just really hunkering in. And, you know, the world that we live in as is, is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Truly. I mean, it's just like, it's chaotic. Um, that was a word yeah. I used in class today, right? What's one word you would describe the world? I'm like, I see chaos a lot of times. And mm-hmm. we have to have the practices where we can maintain like our inner calm because the outside, the outside world is, I think it's pretty crazy, right? So we wanted to share a little meditation <laughs> with y'all. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Meg, do you have any... Uh, last little words before you settle in on meditation? No, no, I don't think so. I think this is just, I'm glad that we can share some meditation with the the listeners to, to at least check in. So if you have not meditated, you know, just sit down and enjoy, yes. find a comfy place, get a comfy blanket. Um, yes. You know, this is a good, and if you're in the car, you can pause this and then come back to it or, you know, listen to it, but don't get too deep or into it. Or you can it. listen. Yeah. Just don't, don't close your eyes while driving. If yeah. 
we don't disclaimer. need any <laughs> disclaimer. Um, no, you're not allowed to be in the car and close your eyes and meditate. So, um, so if you yeah. are, you know, feel free to listen, but then definitely come back to this when you can be connected with yourself and take a few moments and, um, and, and just enjoy. Yeah. So we'll, um, we're going to go ahead and end with this. So, um, yeah. Meg, we'll see you across the lake. See you across the lake. Next episode. So go ahead and get settled in, right? So for all of you listening at home that are able um, to just get cozy, right? So like we said, you don't have to be sitting upright. If you want to lie back, if you're in a really cozy chair, if you want to grab a blanket, or if it does feel good to sit upright and just be really alert, you know, just check in with what you need today, okay? Mm. So this is, like we mentioned, winter at time of recording. So this is a winter meditation, uh, winter grounding meditation, but feel free to listen to this any time of year, uh, even if it's not winter time. But I did want to preface that this is a winter grounding meditation. So I invite you to, like I said, just get cozy, right? Nestle in. Maybe you bring some tension to your body. So maybe you clench your fists or bring the shoulders up to the ears, right? Really feel that contraction and then let everything go. Maybe doing that a couple times, right? Sometimes we don't even recognize how tense we are until we become tense on purpose. And then just start to bring attention to your breath. So I always like to bring a hand to my heart space, hand to the chest, and a hand to the belly. That might help you ground into your body a little bit. So when we feel chaotic or anxious, or when we're just in our head, right, that energy is all flowing upwards, right? So we want to bring that energy down. We want to get back into our body. Start to notice, right? How does your body respond to your breath? Maybe notice the rise and fall of your shoulders. Right? Can you start to draw in even a little deeper, right? So start to fill the chest. Let your belly really expand. And then as you exhale, think about wringing out your body, like you're wringing out your diaphragm, right? Letting every drop of anything that's stagnant, anything that's stale, anything that's not supposed to be there, anything that's stuck. All right, letting it all go and you're creating space then for this new breath to come in and fill you and sustain you. So here connected to this smooth, deep, balanced breath, I invite you to visualize your favorite place or a place that you love to be, a place where you feel safe or free, content, Maybe that place where just for a moment you don't have any cares in the world. So you're here, 
could be in your home, it could be on a beach, it could be in the forest, it could be anywhere. But you start to walk and you start to really notice your surroundings. And you take in these deep breaths. And you keep walking. You keep walking, noticing your feet touching the earth or the carpet, wherever you are. And eventually, you get to a door. And you place your hand on the doorknob and you slowly open the door. Open the door and what you see is a magical winter wonderland. And you notice that there's trees that have been covered in fresh snow. Everything is white, everything is glistening. Everything is so pure and so peaceful. And you breathe in this cool air it almost burns the nose. You can fear it, feel it purifying the lungs. And you just stand in complete awe of the beauty around you. And you keep walking. And you crouch down and you grab this snow and you feel it in your hands. You start to pack it right into this snowball and you just feel it. You feel this energy. Maybe you even make that motion with your hands, right? You close your eyes and you just feel this coldness. You feel it start to melt between your palms. You feel a shiver down, run down your spine. And you open your eyes and you notice you see children playing and you notice that they're laughing and they're smiling and they're running. And you walk toward them and you notice that one of these children looks very, very familiar. And you realize that that child is you. And you just stand watching yourself play as a child with no cares in the world, playing in the snow, having a snowball fight, making a snowman, making snow angels. And you just stand and you remember. You remember what it was like to feel free, to not have a care in the world, to play. So you keep breathing in this cool air and you take in that scene one last time so it's ingrained in your mind and you smile lovingly at yourself as you turn and keep walking. And you keep walking and you keep walking 
until you reach yet another door. And so once again, you place your hand on the doorknob and you turn and open the door. And you invite yourself in. And you're in the coziest room that you've ever seen with this enormous fireplace that's crackling with your favorite food laid out on the table, your favorite warm beverage, blankets and pillows. And you allow yourself to just nestle in. And you feel the warmth, this beautiful contrast from the cold, from the snow. And you feel this warm mug against your hands. You feel the warmth of the fire against your face. You close your eyes and you let yourself become heavy. You let your whole body soften. And you remember the scene that you saw outside. You remember this joyful child, a child that's still inside of you. So we just feel this appreciation for this time that we have to nestle in, to get cozy, to maybe let ourselves play, to reconnect. And so once again, maybe you place a hand on the chest or a hand on the belly, noticing your breath going in and out. Maybe you take an open mouth exhale, sighing anything out, anything that still needs to be released. And as we take our next inhale together, slowly opening the eyes, taking any movements that feel good. If it feels good to stay here for a few moments in silence, feel free to do that as well. Thank you so much for joining me for this meditation. And on behalf of Meg and I, we will see you across the lake.